0: This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day.
1: Welcome to Keep It Simple. This is the weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. In the ministry of Calvary Chapel here in Pasadena, California. Good morning,
2: Pastor X. How are you doing today? Good, Tony. We want to welcome all you who are listening in. We're going to be talking about something that uh, some people have a difficult time understanding, the Trinity.
1: Amen. Important stuff. Also with us in the studio today... Our production engineer Jonathan Duran. Good day,
3: everybody. Welcome to episode 143 on Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. The year, the
1: year is just flying along. It almost didn't happen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> again, as Pastor Pastor Xavier mentioned we're talking about one of those enigmas of the Christian faith. And again, that is the doctrine of the Trinity. Pastor X, the Trinity has been a challenge among biblical doctrines for the church throughout the church history. Is that a fair statement?
2: Yeah, well, the thing is that we, we we often try to come to Scripture with our logical and rational mind, and we try to understand spiritual things with our human uh, mindset of what we know in this world. And when we're talking about the things of God, we're talking about things outside of the realm of man. God is still uh, the creator of man, he's an extension uh, of God's creation, but... There's a big difference between being God and being the creation of God. And though he has given us intellect and he wants us to use it, he has given us thinking uh, capacities to understand and to, um, you know, connect all the dots and that on certain things. There are some things that uh, we, we really can't explain to the fullest even in nature. Though we know the cause and effects of things, and we call those laws laws of gravity, laws of electricity, uh, but we don't understand them fully. Um, And and it's the same thing with the Trinity. That's so true. It
1: seems like, you know, the the faster technology moves, we get a better perspective on things that we really don't completely understand. Yes. And it's interesting, you look back in history, uh, one of the great examples of that is. Uh, at the beginning of the teaching of uh, evolution, the idea of the cell, and the whole idea was the cell is a very simple thing, and it just operates. Like, and we, you know, the smarter we get, right. we find out that all those uh, presuppositions are not next to this oh yeah, image.
2: the microbiology and all that. Either way you point, if you go outward or you go backwards, either way, you, you, you see the intricate uh, details that it's not that simple. That There is really no chance probability of any of those things happening by chance, but only by creation of God. By intelligent design. Yes. So now, Pastor X, is there a simple way to
1: describe the doctrine of the Trinity?
2: Well, there's three persons, yet one God. All in the same nature, same substance. None are uh, inferior to one another. But they all have a different position for the function and the efficacy of redemption. Uh, And yet one God. So when you think of the Trinity, you must not add 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 3. No, you have to multiply. 1 times 1 times 1 is 3. That's the way you must look at the Trinity. Because it's very clear in Scripture that there is one God, but three persons are spoken distinctly, separate from each other, yet united to each other, intricately involved with each other, and very the same in essence and nature to each other, mm-hmm. yet very distinct in function and purpose for the whole redemptive plan of man.
1: Amen. So basically, the nature of God is he, he has revealed himself to us in three persons, and that's really a fundamental aspect of his, his character. Yes. Throughout the history of the church, there have been, oh gosh, probably a bunch of different individuals and groups that have rejected the idea of the Trinity. And I know uh, in in your study, what what about the Trinity, you went into some detail about those groups. And even today, certainly there are groups out there that call themselves Christian, but they really do reject the idea of the Trinity. We shouldn't be surprised by that.
2: No, no. You've got, uh, you've got people that uh, deny the deity of Jesus Christ, um, and, and so they don't believe that he's God. Um, you, you've got other people that, that, that teach that Jesus is just Jesus only. You have a, the Jesus only movement. Right. Um, and so you've got a lot of people describing different things. Jehovah Witness don't, don't believe in the Trinity. No. And they believe that the, Jesus is a, a created angel um michael the archangel if you will and so you've got a lot of weird things that people teach that really they cannot find in scripture Uh, so again all objective truth has to come from scripture And, and by the way through scripture god doesn't seek to prove we have many text evidence for the trinity but he doesn't do that to seek to prove it directly He makes that proclamation in Genesis 1 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the word God there is Elohim. Any Hebrew word ending in I am is plural. So, in the very first verse, that's what a great place to put the Trinity. Amen. Right there in front. In the beginning, God, Elohim, three distinct persons, yet one God, created the heavens and the earth. It's a proclamation of objective truth. It is not an announcement to be proven per se. It's not for opinion or for negotiation.
1: Amen. Throughout the, throughout the history of the church, it's interesting that even though there has been opposition to the the doctrine of the Trinity, God has always provided uh, wisdom for men, for, for Bible teachers, to be able to oppose them with, with real substance right. and to be able to put that uh, to to an end, and to really to stop the heresies and things. You know, this uh, there's always going to be opposition. I guess.
2: Yes, yes. Well, you know, throughout the church ages, uh, the church developed and all. You had the different councils to establish the um, um, the, the the doctrine of Nicea with the Trinity, with right. the deity of Jesus Christ, and they formulated that so that people would be clear on any contradiction to what the scriptures teach because people want to ascribe that that jesus uh, um, again was god but he wasn't man at the same time or or, or weird stuff that the bible doesn't teach the bible teaches 100 I mean, percent god 100 percent man
1: Amen. back during the time of the scripture uh, right in the first century we had the gnostics right who were again perverting and corrupting right. the perspective of the right. scripture and the, the person of christ um, it's interesting that in early church history, they put together these creeds, and th- this is like uh, um, a brief uh, perspective of biblical theology so that like I can memorize and tell you what it is I believe right. without being able to be fluent completely in the scripture. One of them, you mentioned the Nicene Creed, and there are many others, depending upon where you were. Uh, groups of church leaders would get together and they'd put together this creed and then they would this is this is what the church teaches what the bible teaches right and
2: and, and the basic idea again being very specific about it that they are uh it's one god three persons right. in essence and in nature meaning their spirit um the father doesn't have a body the son doesn't have a body prior to coming here right the spirit does not have body, their spirit those that worship God must worship in spirit and truth. Jesus told the woman of Samaria in John four twenty four, and so they are spirit, and in and in essence, they are in nature. They are God. Yes, uh, all three are called God throughout the text of Old as well as New Testament, Amen. and so uh, what may be illogical to us in our human thinking and process is not. Air in Scripture, it is the proclamation of that truth that he is so transcendent beyond our finding out. So we can understand certain things that that, that he's God, he created all things, and then we, we see that all three are involved in creation because they're all powerful, all knowing, all present, and yet they have three different offices for mm-hmm. the sake of the redemption of man. Um, and some people have a very difficult time with the three persons and one God. And that's where people get fouled up because they try to think rationally and logically.
1: Instead of, the option to that, of course, would just be to take the Scripture at its face value and believe what it says. Right. Is there anywhere in the Scripture that we find the word Trinity?
2: No, no, nowhere at all. It comes from the Latin, the the triunity, three persons, three things. But uh, nowhere do we find the the term Trinity but the doctrine, the teaching of three persons and one God is throughout the scriptures. Okay. So um, we people will use that argument many times and say, well, the word Trinity is never found. Well, there are a lot of things that are not found. That yeah, we, we don't teach. find the
1: word omnipresent in the Right,
2: Bible. <laughs> right. You know, but he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing. These right. are just theological terms. Uh, Trinity, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Um, to just describe what we find as true principles or objective truth in the Bible.
1: Pastor X, uh, you mentioned just a moment ago that the Lord really doesn't make an effort to defend the idea of the Trinity. He right. just, and it's interesting because, like the scripture, the Lord just presents the truth. Right. That's what he does. Right. And he expects us to take it on faith. Yeah. That's part of our relationship with him, it's the way it's supposed sure, to operate.
2: Sure. And, you know, when, when the Pharisees, he always had the clashes with the Pharisees and mm-hmm. the scribes and all that. Um, you know, in John, he says, you know, they say, you know, because Jesus said, I am the Father, are one, and all that. Right. And so they have a difficult time with that because he's claiming to be God. Yes. He says, you're not even 46 years old, you know, talking about the temple destroyed, raising it up. They, are, they thought it was the temple, and he's talking about his body. And he says, before Abraham was, I, I am. Well, he knows ego, Amy. They're going back to the, he, back to the Old Testament, and they understood that. I am that I am. He told that to Moses, um, and 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 they understood that. Yeah. So Jesus was making himself equal with the Father, yet distinct from the Father, and they they couldn't handle that. They 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 and yet in Daniel it speaks about the Son. Yes. About That's the Son right. of God. That's right. And then the father there with white hair and the same thing that we have in the book of Revelation. Uh, Psalm chapter 2. The Ancient of Days, right? Right, yeah. And so uh, we have in the Old Testament as well as the New. And yet the Pharisees had gotten so far away academically and rationally away from the scriptures that they humanized the scriptures and they would not accept the proclamation the the truth, of proclamation of mm-hmm. that objective mm-hmm. truth.
1: Well, and you see that, you know, what a tragedy sure. that is.
2: Yeah, and you see that today too. Yeah, people say, well, I, I you know, I, I believe Jesus is God, but I, 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 I don't believe the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can't be selective in the Bible. Yeah. Either you believe the whole Bible, or you don't. Amen. And many people ask sometimes, um, do I need to believe in the Trinity to be saved? Well, I would say yes. Well, it's I, certainly a biblical doctrine. I would say definitely. I mean, the Pharisees didn't believe it. No. Um, so Jesus confronted them. Yes. I am the Father I want. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Do you think, Pastor X, that part of the problem here
1: is that people are so anchored in their own intellect that they're not willing to allow the Lord to deal with them in things that they're, they're uncertain about?
2: Sure. And again... Um, we, we need to look at the scriptures when they were written. Um, the Old Testament, from the beginning of time, as man moved away from the ideal of God, mm-hmm. as he entered the fallen state of man, um, not totally depraved, but partially depraved. Um, and he has a capacity to respond to God. He's not totally dead as Calvinism would teach. Um, he is an inferior trinity, by the way. He's a body, soul, and spirit as God. Amen. Uh, the real me is spirit. My body is just the glove, the instrument. Uh, my soul uh, deals with my intellect, my emotion, and my will. Um, many people teach um, a dichotomy, just the two, that the soul and the spirit are, are one. Well, that's not true because uh, the distinction, what do you do with the non-believer? He's body, soul, and spirit. His body is like mine. It's going to go back. That is just the instrument. Right. The soul is the same as mine, intellect, emotion, and will. But...
4: Spirit. His spirit
2: is dead; mine's alive. Right. They, you have to make a distinction between them. Yeah. Uh, and so we believe in the trichotomy, uh, the inferior trinity of, of 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 man. That is a parallel to the trinity of God.
1: Which seems to be pretty clearly what yes. the scriptures putting across. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how many things in the scripture kind of reflect the idea of the trinity, uh, when, when the the. Uh, elders and, and around the throne he's holy 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 lord god Almighty, times. who was and is and is to come yeah you know and and you see those threes over and over again throughout the whole scripture yes. genesis to yeah. revelation no coincidence it's wild um pastor x we uh from place to place in the scripture we find encouragement from the lord to trust him concerning things we don't understand and you mentioned uh, in your Bible study on, on the Trinity, uh, Deuteronomy 28, and 28. 29,
2: 29. 29, I'm sorry. 29. 29. Yeah. yeah. The secret things belong unto God. Um, and what He reveals to us, they re- they're ours. And so, in other words, the context of that verse really is, um, is uh, prophetically that God's going to put Israel, they're going to walk away from God, and He's going to put them in captivity and bring them back. Amen. That's the context. But the principle stands all the way through. The secret things belong to God. The word um, secret there is the parallel of the New Testament word mysterion, uh, literally to shut the mouth, meaning kept things secret. Um, And there are many things in the Old Testament that are prophetic that would be revealed in the future. They weren't known. But when you come to the New Testament, what used to be a mystery unknown completely in its full revelation of the Old Testament is now fully revealed. There is no mystery about salvation and... And our sins, and the cross, and even the future, and so um, it, when you find that word mystery on mystery in the in the New Testament, um, the mystery of godliness, uh, the mystery of of the rapture, uh, many mysteries, they're fully revealed, and so we can understand them now. They're revealed to us, and um, God doesn't reveal, doesn't hold back anything, and doesn't do anything unless he reveals it through his prophet, Amos 3, 7 says. Amen. And so he always warned of judgment to come. He warned of prophetic things to come. And then um, the people, the prophets looked at it, prayed over it, and they thought, well, how does it fit us? And sometimes they knew it was for their generation. Sometimes they didn't know. Right? Uh, they stooped into, Peter says, trying to figure it out. And they didn't know, but sometimes they did because God allowed them to. Mm-hmm. So it's not just by intellectual ability or because we are so clever but because god by his holy spirit the third person of the trinity is illuminating and convicting and turning on that life so that we can understand and that makes the whole thing a,
1: that makes a, it work
2: a god thing Amen. he it takes does. care of it
1: and i know you see that because you know you spend time every week studying and preparing for bible studies and from time to time, I'm sure I don't think I've ever asked you about this, but you must run into a roadblock where you're thinking, well, you know, what am I, what, what am I going to do here? What does this do? Sure. What does this mean? And you get on your knees and you pray, sure. and the Lord will open up your understanding. Yeah. And, show and you.
2: when and when there's things that we don't understand, we just leave them off to the side. Mm-hmm. There's a, a simple principle: you do not let what you don't understand to destroy what you do understand. So you hang on to what you understand completely, and you don't. Compromise that objective truth by that which you cannot understand. Leave it aside there, and within time, or maybe never, you'll ever find out. Till we okay. come
1: to come to the Lord. <laughs> there's a, there's
2: enough stuff that as believer we do understand we to keep us busy. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's not like things that we grasp, these are things we know right. for a fact from the scripture. It's interesting, you know, talking about the removal of the mystery and the coming of Christ, revealing of the gospel we were talking earlier today about how Jesus was frustrated. And you see it in uh, his conversation with Nicodemus. You sure. know, he's com- complaining, Nick, if I tell you about earthly things and you don't believe, how are you going to believe heavenly
2: things? Right. And that's a good example. And again, remember, Jesus is God and man. Fully God, fully man. Not a 50-50 bar, but he's 100% God, 100% man. And he took on the nature of man, yet without sin. Uh, and yet, uh, as he's talking to Nicodemus, he's um, he's really chastening him for for being the teacher of the Jews, yes, the top dog, and he doesn't understand these things, and and he, he even um, gives the the um, the response to how he might. He says, "How can we go back?" into my mother how can i go back into my mother's womb for a second time he's trying to understand there's a new birth the spiritual birth with a natural birth and and of course jesus goes on and expounds that which is born flesh is flesh that was born spirit is spirit and so we all partake of a natural birth in our mother's womb when we come forth as sinners um but then we need a new birth from above through the gospel of jesus christ that reveals that we are sinners that we are lost that we are under god's wrath not because he hates us but because of the fall of adam Mm -hmm. um through that one man adam sin entered in and as a result of sin death is the consequence so the very fact that there is death in the world means that sin brought that in yes without sin there's no death which really shoots a hole in the uh, the teaching of the gap theory in Genesis chapter 1 between verse 1 and 2, where people teach that um, that between verse 1 and 2 of Genesis, there was a destruction and a recreation beginning in verse 3. Uh, uh,
1: an alternate creation, yeah, predating alternate Adam.
2: Predating Adam. Okay. Well, Romans 5.12 says that death entered in through Adam. Mm-hmm. So before Adam, there was no death. So whatever the Lord did creation-wise before that, no death allowed. Right, right and but but you can't use that again it's subjectively mm-hmm. and some even translate verse two. it it became void that's not that's not a translation of it it's it was void the mm-hmm. state of it was mm-hmm. that way and uh and, and god gives the process of creation and so um you know when we get the record in chapter three adam and eve are are well and alive and they're enjoying everything Amen. and everything is good and no one has died yet. Um, and no animal has been killed yet. And, um, um, and yet after the fall, then because of that sin, they try to cover their nakedness. Mm-hmm. They, they were very conscious of their fallenness now yeah. and their different position to God. Now they were under God's judgment. And the consequence was they were expelled from the garden. And yet the promise of God was that he would send a Messiah, Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. Um, a, a woman doesn't have a, a seed. She right. has an egg. The man provides the seed. Mm-hmm. And so there you have the promise. And that promise was given before the sacrifice for their atonement. In, in, in Genesis there, um, 3.21, you have the animal being slain and they're covered. Yes. And so God's goodness, but he still has to be true to his word. The day that you eat, you shall surely die. Literally dying, you Mm -hmm. shall die. Mm -hmm. And so he expels them because he knows in a fallen state they're going to try to sneak back in. And if they partook of that tree of life, now they would live in a fallen state, unable to be redeemed. So God protects the promise he made to give a second opportunity to every fallen man through the promise of the Messiah, Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: It's just wild as you see the
1: Lord bring these things together in the early chapters of Genesis. Pastor X, as we look through the church age, the last 2,000 years under the the grace of the Lord and opportunity for the gospel to go out, has there been a period of time where we haven't had people, uh, Bible scholars, men of God, who have stood forth proclaiming the truth of the trinity in the church
2: well yes uh, the church is always if you look at the seven churches of revelation um Mm -hmm. it didn't take long we're talking about 95 a.d um that um the church is already corrupt satan is in the majority of the church of the seven churches about five of them i believe four or five Mm -hmm. and um so heresy doesn't take long uh you look at all most of the epistles are polemic they're they're combating heresy In Colossians, they were saying that um, Jesus Christ was not sufficient for salvation. And so Paul says, yes, we're complete in Christ Jesus. We need nothing else. In him dwells a sum total of deity, Colossians 2.9 and 10 says. Um, in First John, you have the Gnostics, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. who believe that matter was evil and spirit was good, and therefore uh, everything in this world is evil. And, but you're, you've got that spark in you, and you can live in the life in the spirit and still partake of the physical stuff, and it's not going to affect you. So where do people get bo- this stuff? Well, <laughs> it, they cater to their flesh. Yes, They rationalize with the people where they can have uh, some semblance of relationship to God while living like the devil. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, he, God comes in He changes your heart Jeremiah 79 The heart of man Is deceitful Desperately wicked um, And so we need A heart transplant We need a, a change of heart Through the repentance Through the new birth That Jesus told Nicodemus And then that makes us New creatures New creations Old things pass away Everything becomes new Second Corinthians five seventeen. And therefore now I have a new Divine nature In Second Peter Chapter 1 Verse 3 through 4 To escape all these corrupt things that's in the world um in in trusting god reckoning the old man dead dying to my sin nature i can't do that before now as a christian i can i can say no to my sin nature i can call upon the name of the lord i can depend on his power i can trust the word of god and i can live the life of christ by his grace
1: amen and an important part of that you know in second peter uh, chapter 1 verse 3 where it says the lord has given us all things for life and godliness. All
2: things. That means everything that ever come into my life.
1: Whatever, And how do we get it?
2: It's the grace of faith.
1: In the knowledge of Him. Yeah.
2: In the knowledge As of Him. As you grow. And mm-hmm. this is the failure of the church throughout the ages, from the beginning, that people do not get taught the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, much evangelism is irresponsible evangelism. They proclaim the Word of God to get people saved, and then they have altar calls, and then where do they send them? Or if they do send them, they send them to churches that do not teach the Word of God, or mm-hmm. even to churches that are not Christian yeah. or cultic. you think that's
1: become much more difficult in the last 50 years, to find a church where people can be taught the Scripture?
2: I I, I I mean, as we look around, we know it's true in our day. Yes. But I'm sure it's happened throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the dark ages. Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me? Well, the scriptures weren't available in the common language. Yeah. So really terrible. Yeah. The Catholic Church removed the, the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so the attack is always to keep people away from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Satan said to uh, Eve, he says, Has God said, right there, is always the challenge The word of God. Has God said it? Is that really what he meant? And that is the intellect of man. He's the enemy of God.
1: If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. We'll be right back with you after these messages.
0: Be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Ree says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the impact of God's Word.
2: Listen, the Word goes forth And people are getting comfortable. And rather than you seeing your maladjustment with God and adjusting yourself, you start excusing or complaining. The Word of God is for me to get lined up with God, not to excuse myself.
0: Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at Pasadena.com.
4: There are many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character, and while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible. Available now at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com.
0: We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion... Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church Hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena
1: And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple today We're spending some time talking about the biblical doctrine of the Trinity. And uh, interesting details concerning understanding the nature of God, how that is uh, somewhat complicated for us as people, but how the Scripture really provides direction and wisdom for us. You know, Pastor X, throughout the ages, we have a long list of faithful men, teachers in the church who have embraced the Trinity, Thomas Aquinas Uh, Tertullian, Augustine, a a lot of people that we're familiar with in the last hundred years because we have a tendency to read those guys more. They relate to our situation. And all these guys had a a great deal to say uh, in support of the scriptural doctrine of the Trinity. Now, there are people who claim, and you mentioned earlier the Jehovah's Witnesses, but there are a whole laundry list of cults out there, People who will make the claim that uh, believing the Trinity is polytheism, right, or maybe it's even pantheism or uh, tritheism, you're believing right. actually you're believing in three different gods. Three gods. they will tell us. Yeah. And d- does the scripture give us a
2: solid foundation to re- respond to those ideas? Sure, again, if you look at the nature and the substance of God, right. it, it, it refutes it because they are the same nature and the same substance and yet yeah, they're the distinct persons uh where um tritheism would be three gods right three persons uh but three gods um and the bible teaches the three persons yet one god yeah. uh, paul the apostle speaks about the um the um, god's creative order for redemption as well as a parallel not only of the office of the Three persons of the Godhead, mm-hmm. but also of um, of mankind and Jesus for the redemption of man. That the Son submitted Himself to the Father. The head of the Son is the Father. The head of man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. Now, that submission is for the sake of redemption. The Son to the Father mm-hmm. yeah. does not make Him inferior yet he limited himself for a set time as he took on human flesh while still being god. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 says being in the form of god he thought it not robbery to be equal with god. Mm-hmm. It means that he being god did not uh, did not go beyond or try to usurp that position that was his. But he submitted himself, the, the, the word being is what's called an antecedent condition. He was God before he came. He was God when he was here and he's God when he left. So he, can, he cannot be less, he cannot be more than God because he is God. Amen. But he can be less than God by the plan of redemption to redeem mankind by being 100% man yet in an unfallen state. And so it's quite distinct from polytheism, the Mm -hmm. worship of many gods, pantheism, that everything is God, God, Mm -hmm. the tree nature and all that. No, Jesus is God who created everything, Mm -hmm. including us, man. And he as God is completely separate from the creation. Right, right. Absolutely.
1: You know, as believers in Christ, as Christians... We believe in, well, many things. We believe in the Shema of Israel. Right. here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one.
3: Right, right, right. And,
1: and if, if we, we would have to reject the Trinity if we did not believe that.
2: Right. Because that's
1: right. That, that statement of the unity of God, of who God is.
2: Right. The Lord is one. Right. The yeah. word Yahid. Okay. It's a compound unity of one. There's a kad, another Hebrew word, which means one, absolute one. And that is used in different ways. Okay. But the word yahid is used of a campaniority yet one, like with Adam and Eve. The two shall become one flesh, yahid. So if you use that other word to describe the Trinity, it would be wrong. Right. It would be absolute one, not a pluralism. Okay. Okay? So, um, again... Genesis where it says of the man and the woman adam and Eve, they two shall become one flesh as husband and wife mm-hmm. the word is yahid they're one but there's two persons right okay right. and that's the word yahid that is used throughout scripture if it's a cat the other one it means an absolute one completely one no compound unity of one so the word's very important. In Genesis one twenty six. God says, let us make man in our image. Okay. Now follow the Trinity from the first verse. In the beginning, God, Elohim, him, and I am, plurality. Right. Then in in the, there in the creation, let us make man in our image. Who? Yeah, and who's he talking son, to? Not, it's not the horny, toes, and lizards, but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy That's Spirit. Right. yeah. And so you find it throughout and in the Shema of Israel, Deuteronomy 6.4. The Lord is one compound unity. And you can go throughout the scriptures and find that.
1: And, and one of the clearest things, you know, you see the unity of God throughout the Old and the New Testament. But I have to tell you, Pastor, as I hear from time to time, I get to listen to you explaining the language. And the language that God has used to put the Scripture together is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. How detailed it is, how specific to the situation. And the the wonderful thing is, the deeper you dig, the clearer it gets in exactly what the Lord is yes. trying to present
2: to us. And that's why it's important that people... Um and if you're out there listening, that you go through the entire Scripture. The Scripture is Genesis to Revelation. 66 books, 39 the old, 27 the new. The old is interpreted by the new. The new is concealed in the old. And so it's very important because the Old Testament is progressive revelation. No one person, no one prophet, no one book gives all of the revelation of God. But it's kind of like um, a puzzle that it's just a piece at a time. And in the New Testament, though, the New Testament interprets the old because the New Testament is the fulfillment of the old. Uh, a good example of that is that, you know, through the book of Matthew, the key phrases and in fulfillment of of the prophecies that were prophesied so the fulfillment interprets it the book of hebrews is the whole interpretation of the levitical priesthood of jesus greater not out of judah or out of aaron's family but out of the tribe of judah Uh, not levitical tribe i'm sorry um and so he's a priest after melchizedek the order of melchizedek which we find back in genesis as he meets abraham and he gives tithes to him. And therefore, um, Levi was paying tithes while being in the loins of Abraham. Amen. And and then Alchizedek appears once again down the road in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And that is quoted in the book of Hebrews. So 2,000 years later, 4,000 years, we have him there. And we have him, and that's the only place we see him. And he was prophetically speaking of the priestly office of Jesus Christ, the mediator for um, fallen man to mm-hmm. redeem him,
1: whereas if if you didn't have that Hebrew's reference to the person of Melchizedek, you would have a very difficult time making application to sure. those other mentions in the Old Absolutely, Testament yeah. and it just kind of answers that that dictum about the fact that the New Testament interprets the old right. it gives us clarity, takes the mystery away right 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 you know pastor x we mentioned. That uh, the Trinity shows up in the very first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1-1, right. in the the name Elohim, that it's plural. And then right directly after that, we have the mention specifically of the Spirit, Right. that during the creation, the Spirit hovers. You have the whole Trinity there. Right there.
2: You have the, 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 the proclamation of the Trinity, and then you have the activity of um, God said, and then the Spirit brooded. Mm-hmm. And you you have the activity of two of the three persons there.
1: Now, one of the common ways, are are there really common instances where God the Son shows up in the Old
2: Testament? Um, He's all over. He came down to talk to Abraham. Remember when uh, with Sarah and the three angels came down, supposedly three strangers, and one of them was God? But God in the Son, because every time God appears in the Old Testament in human form, He's called the angel of the Lord. Oh, okay. And so uh, God is speaking Jesus, through Jesus Christ, the second person, and he declares that she's going to have a son the next year. And you find the angel of the Lord throughout the scriptures, and that is a manifestation of Jesus prior to the incarnation of the New Testament.
1: That would be the, uh, the announcement of, uh, to uh,
2: the wife of Manoah. Right. There you go. The angel of the Lord. Of the birth of, uh, of Samson. Gideon. Gideon. The angel yeah. of the Lord appeared to Amen. him. And you find that over and over and over again.
1: Amen. Awesome. Can we...
2: Are there specific
1: references uh, to the Trinity in the New Testament that are as easily discernible? Um, like in, in the Gospels, where you see the whole Trinity show up? Um,
2: well, you have... Um, Jesus Christ again in, in the beginning John says uh, that in the beginning was the Word the okay. Word was with God and yeah. God was the Word so you can't have someone with someone if there's not at least two people so you got the two there that makes sense and, mm-hmm. and 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 then as you go on down it says and the Word became flesh and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth um, when you go to John um, three three through five when he speaks in Nicodemus, then in chapter four with the woman of Samaria, um, we were born of the Spirit. There's the third. Mm-hmm. And those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Right. So you have the three persons. And you can trace that all through the Gospels. Jesus often, Jesus in John 14, 15, and 16, spoke of the, of the, the ministry and the office of the third person of the Holy Spirit. Um, He's not an essence. He's not just a power. Uh, Personal pronouns are used. He, him. Yes. uh, He will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. Um, I will send him from the Father. The Father will send him. Um, In fact, um, um, we often say the Holy Spirit lives in our body. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But if you examine chapter 14 and 15 of John... The Father's in there, the Son's in there, yes. the Holy Spirit. It's a crowded he, place. He's the proxy.
1: The Holy that's Spirit right. is in us. Yes. So
2: in a way that we don't understand, how is that possible? Well, I don't know, but that's what it says. Amen. Okay? And so our body is a temple of God because God lives in us.
1: Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses say they believe in the Holy Spirit of God, but they believe basically that its we're just talking about uh, person uh, a power without right. without personality right 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 at all it's like the radar beam that belongs to right. God God's power right.
2: but the scripture intends something very different very very clear the, the spirit can be grieved yes um, it, it can be quenched um, uh, it, it, I mean the spirit there's joy in the uh, by the spirit that is yes. given to him so you've got multiple personalities personality traits that are as- ascribed um, Jesus cried yeah, Jesus was grieved the same thing can happen to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit can be lied to can be lied to very important mm-hmm. yes yeah. absolutely I was
1: thinking about uh, the baptism of Jesus there's like a dramatic expression of the Trinity yes the right Trinity
2: is all there at the baptism yeah, yeah. exactly that's awesome uh, the Father told John he says on whom you see the Spirit descend he's the one and uh, you have the Father speaking from heaven. You have the second person of the Trinity, the Son. Getting baptized. In the water. Yeah. And you have the Spirit descending upon him. You have the Trinity right there.
3: Amen. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit can speak, right? Absolutely. Right. And it can it can lead, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are those traits, uh, Those, those who, are... who
1: are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children mm-hmm. of right. God. Right.
3: I mean, that's <laughs> a person.
2: All attributes of human activity. Mm-hmm. And do we find, we find similar,
1: similar uh, attestation to the attributes of all three persons of the Trinity in the epistles?
2: Yes, yes.
1: And specifically, you the, mentioned uh,
2: the book of Jude. Right, the introduction, too. All the introduction, you know, to the Father and the Son, right at the beginning. Sometimes the Trinity is mentioned. But if you look through any epistle, the greeting salutation is... Is with the Father first, and the Father always has priority. Yes. It's never the Son first. It's the Father first, then the Son, then the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Or it can be the Father first, then the Spirit, then the Son. But the Father is always
3: first. Always. Yeah. If If you don't mind, one more attribute. It can teach, right? It's the teacher. It's the helper. It's the comforter. I mean, these are attributes of a person.
1: (laughs) Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at this material, it's interesting that... The primary nature in the Trinity is we see the unity of the Lord. Yes. That they speak the same thing. Uh, the Lord is one. And at the same time, as you said earlier, there's authority and submission within, within this Trinity. And the Lord reveals that. It's part of him. It's interesting. If people are interested in, like, let's say one, one topic, uh, the personhood of the, the Spirit of God, if you'll just go through and pick out an epistle, and read through, and look for that, you'll find it. Just Just underline
2: the color it, circle it, and you'll see the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You'll see the Trinity all throughout that letter, completely.
1: Now, we always think of God, Pastor Xavier, as as having particular attributes, omniscience, omnipresence, and those things are really crucial to the nature of God, and yet we know that during the Incarnation, the scripture tells us Christ limited himself. Yes. Because I guess he couldn't be in a human body right without having limited himself right. in that way.
2: And, and he limited himself again because he is the last Adam. He came to redeem mankind from the fall of the first Adam. Mm-hmm. So either we are in the first Adam, dead in trespasses and sins in Romans 5:12 along with him, or we are in the last Adam. Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. that now um, he came to redeem us and to take our sins and to take him to the cross. And through his forgiveness now, mankind has an ability to be redeemed Amen. back to God. And so he's the last Adam. Um, he is in the same way that Adam was before the fall. And now he is going to demonstrate that first Adam did not have to fail, but chose to fail Mm -hmm. through his free will. And the last Adam, Jesus Christ, would not fail and did not fail and redeem mankind. But you have to ask the question, could there have been a failure? If there was no potential, then there couldn't have been a real victory, which it sounds blasphemous at first. But if the first Adam had the potential to fail and not to fail, the last Adam had to have the same thing, though we know that Jesus had no sin in himself. Mm -hmm. So he's a parallel to the first Adam before the fall. And so he must be identical to the first. Otherwise, there was no real test and no real victory.
1: Well, certainly... The devil thought Jesus had the potential to absolutely.
2: fail. He, he absolutely, He did his did.
1: best. Yeah. yeah, It's interesting, apart from Christ limiting himself, though, all three persons of the Trinity share the same attributes. Right. All of them. All of them. Interesting.
2: Omnipresent. They're all present everywhere at the same time. Now Jesus limited himself for a set time mm-hmm. when he came to come flesh. Um, but all powerful. All of them are all powerful. And all knowing. All three are all knowing. Jesus revealed things that people didn't know. The Holy Spirit reveals things to the prophets of God's prophetic future. Mm -hmm. And the Father makes that known. The Father is the source. The channel is Jesus. And the agent is the Holy Spirit.
1: It's interesting, you know, uh, in uh, the Gospel of John chapter 20, uh, Thomas sees the resurrected Christ. He's not confused about whether or not Jesus is God. Right. I mean, he just did just pops right out of his mouth. He he knows.
2: My Lord and, and my, my God. God. Yeah. yeah.
1: And in in uh in, and again again these these attestations to the Trinity are throughout the scripture you see them yeah. all over. Uh Acts chapter 5. Uh Peter leading the church gathering where Ananias and Sapphira die. Yeah. They he lied
2: made, to the Holy Spirit. They lied unto God. Absolutely. That's what he said. Absolutely. You have lied
1: to God and the Holy Spirit right in the same. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't take a lot of Uh, intellect to be able to go through and pick those things up.
2: Again, that's important for you that are listening. You must know the Word of God. If you do not know the Word of God, then there's no way you can judge the words of man. And you must judge the words of man by the Word of God. The Word of God is that plumb line. It's that standard. And you cannot compromise it. You cannot deviate from it. You cannot add to it. You cannot take away from it. You cannot mix nothing with it. Amen.
1: Amen. And it's, it is not the same. You know, one of the things we do is we talk to people, we, we give them Bibles. Personally, I don't like to give new believers Bibles with a lot of footnotes and commentaries and things in there because I am concerned that they're going to become distracted with the commentary right. or the other information in there. And, yes. and the thing you really need is the scriptures you yeah. know what's in the scripture focus on that make right, that and, right. and allow the lord to speak to you by his spirit he'll right. provide that instruction that we need and you know that's our hope for people listening to the broadcast here today and why we go to the lengths to see these bible studies at pastor chuck smith and your bible studies in spanish and english the women's bible studies available to be placed on the air right because we're praying the holy spirit of god will speak to people as they hear the scripture yeah. as it's uh attested to in, in the, uh, the studies that we do from week to week, mm-hmm. people who come to faith in Christ. For some people listening to our broadcast here, I, I, this may seem really technical. Um, is it okay for somebody who believes in Jesus to overlook these details about believing in the nature of God, and specifically the Trinity?
2: No, I don't think so. I think that it's in there. Everything, you know, there are there are um, people always ask, well, why why aren't there other books? And you know, and then they accuse that the church left other books out and they should be included and all that. A lot of controversy okay. about that. Well, the same thing with God. Listen, God put these books in the Bible, the thirty-nine of the Old, the twenty-seven of the New, and you and I are responsible to read them to begin to understand them, a book at a time as we spend time studying, tearing them apart, so that we can grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We're to to grow up to the full stature of Christ Jesus, Ephesians chapter 4, that we be not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, of trickery of man, but that then we understand our part in the body of Christ and that we do our part effectively in yielding to God for the edification of the body, for the glory of God. Seeing that we are many members, yet one body. There's a perfect example of the compound unity. Mm-hmm. Many members. Your body is uh, one body, but it has many members. Your hand is not the whole body. Your foot is not the whole body. The whole, All the parts make up the body, but they are in unison and complement to the whole body and the efficiency of that body. But the message, the commands come from the head, And the same with Jesus Christ. He is the head of the church. He directs. He guides. He commands through his word, through the agency of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to every believer for every age, every generation until he removes his church from this world.
1: Amen. Amen. God is so good. You know, Pastor X, for those who are listening would like more information about this, I'd like to encourage them to go to the website, calvarychapelpasadena.com, and look up your Bible study uh, from uh, February 14th. Actually, there are three different studies on the Trinity, and they're in February of this year. You can look them up, actually. You can download the study notes in a PDF format, and you can listen to uh, or even watch, in certain cases, the entire Bible study presented, get a lot more detail. And some good historical background. Uh, in those studies, you go to great, into great detail into the historical background of yes. uh, the church throughout the ages and how the perspective of uh, church teachers and the leaders of the church have have looked at it. One of the things you said was you identified and made an analogy, actually, of the Trinity with the, the Father as the source. The Son is the channel and the Holy Spirit as the agent. Yes. And how, how is it that the Father is the source? How
2: does that well, work? Well, all things are from the Father. Right. And the Son is the one that He sent. Um, you count the number, the times the word sent or send me. In John, the, Jesus said, The Father sent me. And then the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. Amen. All three with the purpose of man's redemption while being in a fallen state but doesn't have to remain so but it comes through the good news the proclamation of the gospel of jesus christ and that is the grace of god and so you're out there you're listening we encourage you to just um open your heart to god open the bible read it ask god lord teach me fill my heart give me understanding and take one small book start with jude or philemon one chapter and Read it over and over and over again so you can see it through your mind. And it's like there are letters like any letter. There's an introduction. There's a body of the letter. There's a conclusion. You'll find natural divisions when the topics and the subjects change and the connection. Uh, Words are like uh, chain links and they connect and they make sense. Uh, then go to a two-chapter book, then a three-chapter book, then a four-chapter book. And then one day, you'll get to Isaiah, 66 <laughs> chapters, and you'll be able to tear that thing up. But uh, it, it's in your lifetime. Amen. Being a Christian is a lifetime. And uh, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. And that is our hope in
3: Jesus Christ. If I can mention one more resource on sure. the Calvary Chapel, Pasadena.com. Pastor Xavier did a series on the Trinity in 2017 actually, and okay. you can easily find it if you go to sermons series uh, the Trinity. It's there as well. Amen. So use a lot of useful stuff. Three messages in that series, so.
1: We encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity, you know, and as we're talking about the importance of going to the scripture and immersing yourself in the scripture, One of the things you want to make sure of is before you sit down to read the Bible, you pray. Pray and ask for the Lord to speak to you. Ask for Him to send His Spirit, to open your understanding, and to give you wisdom. Because that's so crucial. Without the Spirit of God, you're not going to understand the Scripture the way that you need to.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so we pray that God be with you. You continue to trust the Lord. You stay with the fellowship that god gives you the church whether it be three four five fifty people but you gather together as a witness not forsaking the gathering of the saints as some is and that you are the light you are the salt of the world and in that community in that family in that place of employment where you go to school wherever it may be but it is god who has saved you it is god who directs and guides your steps And he does it through his word. And he will bring always an opportunity to be able to share your faith through Christ Jesus. But we must live in such a way that our words do not contradict what we're saying. Very important. Amen. God bless you. And remember, keep it simple.
0: Been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.